Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. It is your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet located at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Our 5 o'clock news cruise sponsor, Cruising Right Along Home. Now, if you are cruising right along home, you need to be careful about this rain. There's a lot of rain out. The roads are very slick. There will be some more rain overnight. There's some fog overnight. We've had these super fogs that have caused some problems. I'm wondering if, you know, it tomorrow is, what, Wednesday of the week before Thanksgiving. Maybe LPSS should, because of all the rain, because of all the fog, maybe they should just shut it down for the rest of the week. Give everybody an extra few days. It's been a very long first semester. I think it's time. I went and subbed to school today. I could tell the kids are already ready to go. Why not give it to them? Give them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. Let this weather pass. We're going to have a beautiful, beautiful Thanksgiving. Let people worry about school after the Thanksgiving break. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. The breaking news of the moment, a continuing resolution has passed the House. It will likely pass the Senate. I... uh. A lot of the commentary out there is pointed at Mike Johnson. Uh, A a lot of folks are commenting on the fact that they think, well, he's in dangerous territory because more Democrats supported this than supported Kevin McCarthy's uh, infrastructure bill. Here's why. I'm not sorry, infrastructure, continuing resolution. Here's why more Democrats supported it. More Democrats supported because it did two things. It averted a government shutdown and it averted them having another shutdown crisis right before the holidays. They can actually leave on time for the holidays. They can have a holiday recess, which is what they want. A bunch more Democrats signed on because they didn't actually want to have a fight at the holidays. They wanted to go home. They've been in session for 10 weeks straight. And you know how we know this? Earlier today, Kevin McCarthy apparently elbowed uh, one of the eight who uh, who tossed him out of the speaker's office. Apparently, Kevin McCarthy walking down the hall with his own little security team elbowed this guy in the back, and this guy, they, they almost came to blows over it. Earlier today in a Senate hearing, an Oklahoma senator almost got into a fist fight with a Teamsters union guy. They've been in session too long. If they pass a continuing resolution, they can just take off for a bit because they will have funding that goes through January, about half the funding goes through January, the other half goes through February. Mike Johnson's office is celebrating this. Their official line here, let me read the statement from Mike Johnson. The passage of today's continuing resolution puts House Republicans in the best position to fight for conservative policy victories. The innovative two-step approach takes Washington's preferred Christmas omnibus monstrosity off the table shifts the government funding paradigm moving forward and enhances our ability to rein in the Biden administration's failed policies and government spending. We are also better positioned in the upcoming supplemental debate to demand border security, ensure oversight of Ukraine aid, and support our cherished ally Israel. That is the official line from Speaker Johnson's office. Now, earlier today, the House Freedom Caucus came out and said, we cannot support this. And looking at the numbers, there was Quite a bit of Democrats who uh, who were against it. 209 Democrats said yes. 
127 Republicans said yes. So it was 336 to 95. A lot of Republicans weren't fans of it, but 336 to 95. This is opposed to 335 to 91, which was the Kevin McCarthy continuing resolution. So again, more Democrats voted for this one than voted for Kevin McCarthy's. Again, my speculation is they were eager to support it because it got it gets them home for the holidays. A lot of the conventional, and this is how I know that I should be skeptical of it. The conventional wisdom in Washington, D.C. says that Mike Johnson's in trouble because Republicans aren't going to be happy that Democrat votes were used to pass this bill. It was a clean continuing resolution. It didn't get uh, any spending cuts. It kept funding it at current levels. Chip Roy came out forcefully against it. The House Freedom Caucus came out forcefully against it. All of it is a little bit of theater. A little bit of theater from the conservative, the very conservative wing of the I'm not saying that they're lying about wanting spending cuts. What I'm saying is they understand the game right now. And frankly, the House Freedom Caucus members know it was their own people who put the Republican Party in this position. So they come out forcefully against it, knowing the Democrats are on board. They can be against it. There's no hard feelings between Mike Johnson and the House Freedom Caucus or any of these guys because they all know this had to be done in order to have the future fights. Now, the thing here, and this is where the pressure's really on Mike Johnson. Speaker Johnson has proposed and continues to propose putting forward the proper appropriations bills. He's got to do that while threading the needle, not between Republicans and Democrats, but between Republicans and other Republicans in the Republican conference. I mentioned this the other day. There are members of the House Republican conference who are for some of the appropriations bills and amendments and some who are against. One of the appropriations things that's causing consternation is New York and other other big city Republicans, other Republicans in in urban areas, they're against cuts to public transportation. But that is part of the transportation appropriations bill that Mike Johnson is pushing. New York Republicans are against that. And to be fair, New York Republicans are how the House won, uh, how Republicans won the House in 2022. So those New York Republicans do kind of hold a bit of influence because without them, there wouldn't be a House majority for the Republicans right now. On the flip side of that, the conservative wing, the House Freedom Caucus and others, they've all said, we're, we're not going to keep transportation funding at current levels. We need something new and something different. So they'd be opposed to a bill that gets rid of those cuts. We're going to see the same thing for uh, the farm bill coming up. We're going to see conservatives who want to cut funding from that and Republicans in flyover states, Midwestern states, farm-heavy communities are going to be against it. We'll see how Republicans in Louisiana react to it because a lot of Republicans in Louisiana are very much for a lot of what the Farm Bill provides because we have a lot of rural folks, a lot of rural farmers in Louisiana. 
So it's very much a tightrope situation for Speaker Johnson. The Democrats were hesitant to join in with Johnson and the other Republicans on this continuing resolution because they are worried about Johnson pursuing further cuts to the budget while this continuing resolution is funding the government. They want to get home for the holidays, but they also know that the Republicans are going to try to push through steep cuts in appropriations, and they're not going to be thrilled with it, and they're going to want to fight it. And the Democrats and the White House, uh, they all are shouting about these draconian extreme cuts that are going to hurt Americans, and they really aren't. Because Americans were doing just fine when the spending levels were at 2019 levels. They were doing just fine when the spending was at 2018 levels. They were doing just fine when the spending was at 2012 levels. The only thing that's different is that Democrats and a lot of Republicans have found different programs that they want to pay for that they think do something, and those programs really don't do anything. So right now, it's come down to we, we're going to get this continuing resolution passed. The Senate's going to pass it. The White House will, uh, Joe Biden will sign it. The government will be funded until January. The rest of the government will be funded until February. What comes next? That's going to be Mike Johnson's fight. And from what I hear, he's already working on trying to bring the moderate and conservative wings to the table to hash this out before we have a shutdown fight. We've now, I say we, the Republicans have now bought themselves a couple weeks left in November, four weeks in December. There will be some recess time because of the holidays sometime in January. So you're probably looking at six to eight work weeks with a decent bit of time off to get some appropriations bills through and force the Democrats to come to the table on the rest. Because Johnson got this done, though, Because he got this through, Senate Republicans are going to be a little more comfortable working alongside Mike Johnson. And as long as certain things that that, uh, Mitch McConnell wants get funded, he'll probably be relatively on the side. They'll be hesitant, but they'll be a little more on the side of House Republicans. So that's a quick breakdown, not super quick, but quick enough breakdown of the continuing resolution. We've got a lot more news to talk about. The The White House has freed up $10 billion more for Iran. We're going to talk about that a little, plus your calls, your messages on the KPL app. Here on your 5 o'clock news cruise, this is the Joe Cunningham Show. Back in a moment. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPL 232-1542 is the number or... You can send a message to the KPEL app chat. This is your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer. Nine years in a row, service Chevrolet Cadillac. Stop by and check out their huge selection today at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey Parkway or servicegm.com. You can shop online. You can check out everything you want. You can see what they've got. And if you find something you like, you can go over there and give it a look in person. While you're there, check out all the new and used cars that are up for sale. Parts and service right there to help you with your automotive needs. Body Shop Collision Center. They've got Fine Line Custom Auto. They've got the wash. They've got everything you could possibly need. Service Chevrolet Cadillac. 
So their family serving yours for the last 50 years. Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer, nine years in a row. Find new roads with service Chevrolet Cadillac today. Bad news, I'm afraid. After Gavin Newsom worked very hard to clean up the streets of San Francisco uh, in order to impress Xi Jinping, the Chinese premier, leader of the Chinese Communist Party, a Czech TV crew, a Czech Republic TV crew covering the APEC summit in San Francisco was robbed at gunpoint. Because again... You can't just whitewash San Francisco and get rid of all the problems that are there. There are a ton of problems that the Democrats have allowed to ferment because they have had sole power over San Francisco. And now all of this rot is coming to the fore. And even if you do take a pressure washer and just try to spray it all away, the fact of the matter is those problems are still there underneath. I don't know if you've ever seen like in person how bad San Francisco is. I've some I haven't seen it in person. I've had friends who have been there who have shown me pictures, shown video. It is awful when and and the fact of the matter is San Francisco, California couldn't be bothered to clean up the streets of San Francisco for its residents, but Xi Jinping comes by and they just pressure wash the whole thing and hope that nobody notices just how bad it is. But again, a Czech TV crew was robbed at gunpoint while covering the APEC summit. In San Francisco. That is absolutely insane. But it's kind of par for the course amidst everything else happening. Before we go, I, I want to play this quick clip of Nikki Haley, who she she was giving her thoughts on social media. I want you to, to I want you to listen to what she has to say here. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family members going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. I'm sorry, Nikki Haley's wrong, especially on that second part. Now, showing the algorithms, showing what's influencing the algorithms, that's one thing. That is something that we can probably talk about. But getting rid of anonymity on the Internet doesn't actually work like you think it does. Yes, people will have to put their face and their name next to their comments on the Internet. A lot of websites that have forced that, a lot of websites that converted their comment sections from uh, usernames to Facebook, like you link your Facebook account in order to comment on it, it didn't change behavior at all. You want to talk about bots on the service? There's bots everywhere. The bots will figure out how to do it. There's there's stolen identities all over the Internet. It's not going to be very hard for them to use that on social media accounts. This is kind of a foolish thing that she's asking for. And rightly so, she's getting dragged online by it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to utilize social media and use it in the way they want to 
without fear of reprisal. The Democrats love to go after folks on social media whose names are attached to what they say and try to get them canceled, try to get them kicked out of their workplace, try to get them kicked out of their homes, try to get them mugged in the streets. Some people want to be able to say what they think but not have to worry about being bullied for it. And it's more than just freedom of speech. It's the fact that it's actually extremely dangerous to try to force people to be subjected to all that. I disagree vehemently with the the push to get rid of anonymity online. I'm not anonymous online, but I know people who are, and it was because of where they worked, because of their families. They want to protect their families. They want to protect their children, their spouses, their workplace, not because they don't want to get fired, but they want to protect their workplace from harassment by the insane people who will chase you down. It's a big problem. It's not the right way to go about that. Nikki Haley's kind of taken the wrong route there. All right, let's take a break. We'll have our commodities report, a quick break. We'll come back, hit the rest of the news of the day. Your calls, your comments on the app as well. Here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. I want to, I just want to read you this headline. Tesla's solar panels were going to change the world. What happened? It's from the Financial Times. And the story goes like this. Tesla, along with the cars, Tesla was also selling a roof tile that was solar powered. That that took it, it would basically act like solar panels on your roof. It would collect the solar power, power your home, and you would actually make money because you're generating a lot of electricity and your the excess gets sent back to the power company. Well, they were very aggressive. Um, they started they started installing slowly and have had really been working and, and had some pretty good estimates as to how many roofs they were going to be able to replace with the, the Tesla solar tiles. Well, they can't anymore. There's no demand. A lot of vehicle companies are cutting their production of electric vehicles. Solar panel companies aren't able to get the installations that they had been pushing for a while. And the reason for that is inflation. Now, we have the inflation report out today. Markets did pretty well there for a while. Wall Street's expectations are that the uh, inflation report today means no more rate hikes. The consumer price index made no change from September to October. There's a 3.2% year-over-year change. That's still higher than the 2% the Fed wants, but because it's not getting any higher, and because it's kind of stagnant right now, they're, they're going to hold off on rate hikes. Core CPI, which excludes food and energy prices, rose about 2%, or 0.2%. That's the smallest increase since 2021. 
overall, one of the big things that has been helping inflation go down is gas prices. Energy prices overall have been largely responsible for a lot of inflation cooling. You know what's kept inflation up? The Inflation Reduction Act. Throwing a ton of extra money into the economy, setting up all these rules and regulations and things like that, forcing folks to, uh, forcing companies to start shifting to green energy, giving all of these subsidies, all of this money, all these government uh, promises to green energy companies and electric vehicle companies. So what happened? There's no demand. Why is there no demand? Government regulation. A lack of materials. China is protecting its precious materials, its precious metals and other uh, minerals that are used in the production of electric vehicles. There's supply chain issues. People can't afford them. And so there's a bunch of companies that went all in because of government promises on green energy. And they're now stuck with a ton of inventory they can't move and they're not producing any more of the inventory, which is going to upset the greenies out there. But the greenies attempted once again to try to control a major part of the economy and it has utterly failed. We're living in a world where there is, by and large, a, a significant number of people who believe that the climate is in some way, shape, or form changing. Most of them debate how much impact humans really have on it. But for the most part, when you poll it, there's a significant number of people who believe that the climate in some way is changing. And they believe that it is detrimental to humanity. There's one company out there that, saw, that kind of read the tea leaves differently than everybody else, and they've made a different marketing strategy. And the left has tried to get them shut down over it, and that's Toyota. The Japanese car company doubled down on hybrid vehicles. They doubled down on vehicles that did use gasoline and oil, but also the power that was generated by the car running would power the battery. So even if you ran out of gas, you could still get some good mileage out of that battery in order to get yourself to the next gas station. You would save yourself a pretty good bit of money in terms of the gas you're not having to buy because you could get the same amount of mileage with significantly less gas. Toyota focused on that. And you know what they found? They found there was a high demand for that because people wanted their gas prices cut. The vehicles cost relatively the same, maybe a little more expensive, but relatively the same. And I know that because I was, I, I was uh, car shopping not that long ago, and, and my choices were a, a, a newer, model, a, a more recent model Toyota Highlander or a year older model Toyota Highlander that was a hybrid and roughly the same price as the newer model. So not that much more expensive. Similar mileage, everything else. 
But people are opting for that because it saves them money. They'll buy the year or two older hybrid vehicle in exchange for not having to pay so much in gas prices. Because the gas prices, in fact, I bought my vehicle and I bought the regular vehicle and then gas prices surged dramatically and I was mad at myself for not getting the hybrid. But that's a different story. Toyota made the right call. And leftist activists are trying to basically find some way to force out the leadership at Toyota so that they can get installed pro-green movement people to get rid of this hybrid vehicle and go straight EV. But you've got Ford, you've got General Motors, you've got all of these other car manufacturers who are like, we, we can't build a fleet of these. We can't sell them. It's too expensive to make. It's too expensive to sell. We can't get people to buy them, so we've just got this expensive inventory sitting on the lot that nobody's buying. And then you've got Toyota, which is showing record growth in their sales of hybrid vehicles because people are interested in something that saves them money. Electric vehicles don't save you money. But the, the left, the greenies don't care about that. Again, the greenies care about control. They want to control you. They want to control your behavior. They want to control portions of the economy by forcing companies to sell what they want them to sell. Because remember, this is all about the fact that the environmental movement is a watermelon. They're green on the outside, but they're deep commie red on the inside. They want control. And they're mad that they can't get control. And they're furious at Toyota for bucking the system and being successful at it. But also their goals are unreasonable. In order to power an electric vehicle manufacturing plant up in the, uh, the northern Midwest, they had to restart a coal-fired coal plant in order to provide enough power to the electric vehicle factory. The amount of pollutants that are used to make electric vehicles, to power the factories making the electric vehicles to produce the parts for the electric vehicles is mind-boggling. To drill for the materials is mind-boggling, but they don't care about that. All they care is the control aspect. And that's why they can't really be successful at it. And it's making them mad as hell. Your calls, your comments on the KPL app. It is your 5 o'clock news cruise, and we will wrap up the news cruise in just a moment. Stick around here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number, or you can send a, a message to the app. Shout out to Will and Scott, who I know are out there listening. Shout out to Billy and Church Point, who points out that once the government money runs out, the electric car companies got smart and took the money and ran. And that's kind of what they did with the electric vehicle stuff. They got a lot of government subsidies. They saw there wasn't a market for them, and they're getting out. They're, they're, they're not going to produce for the numbers they said they were going to produce. All right, let's go over to the phone lines. we got Phil on the line. Phil, how are you today? I'm well, thanks. What you got? Question is just looking for your updated assessment on the mayor-president race. So I, I can tell you one thing's for certain. I'm tired of the commercials. I'm tired of the ads. I'm, I'm tired of political season in general. Uh, and I, I say that in part because I know that 2024 is going to be even more insane. But as far as the race itself goes, based on the numbers that we saw 
in the parish, and I, I kind of mentioned this yesterday, but uh, but it looks like right now the the biggest thing that the Guillory campaign needs to do is they need to go out to the uh, the communities around the city of Lafayette. The city of Lafayette high, had the highest numbers of any of the communities that went out to early vote. And that's going to be where the bulk of Big Blanco Boulay's support is, is in the city of Lafayette. But the smaller communities around Lafayette are a bit more conservative. So if if the Guillory campaign can get the, the Youngsvilles, the Karen Crows, the Scots, all those communities to step up and get out and vote on Saturday, I think the election probably leans his way because the people who were motivated to vote in the city of Lafayette have done so. Uh, the people who were most motivated to vote, they wanted to get out there and do it as quickly as possible. They didn't want it to interfere with their Thanksgiving plans. And that would be kind of the, the, the most motivated people are probably the anti-Josh Guillory crowd. The pro-Josh Guillory crowd needs to show up on Saturday. And I, I still think based on the turnout from October that he has an advantage in terms of turnout, but he's got to make sure that his campaign is working for it. Great. Thank you. All right. No problem. Uh, and yeah, and that's, I mean, that's really going to be it. And I, I hate saying, and I, I've said it a dozen times, but I hate it each time I say it, it's going to come down to turnout. The strategy has got to be to get the voters out. And the longer in any campaign cycle, the longer you wait to work on your get out the vote effort, the harder you're making it for yourself. Issues aside, Campaign ads aside, campaign signs aside, scandal this, lies that, lawsuit this, claims that, whatever it is, at the end of the day, it's about going out and recruiting your people to go vote. That's a campaign issue. It's not an issue issue. All right. I'm not looking forward to driving home in the dark and rainy evening, but I'm going to anyway. You guys drive safe. I'll talk to you again in 23 hours. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, and email joe at redstate.com. You can find the podcast version of the show if you go over to Substack. Look for the Joe Cunningham Show on Substack. You can subscribe there. You also get most of my columns that I write. You can also find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever. But if you get them from there, make sure you leave a rate, you subscribe, leave a rating and a review. That helps. Get the show before a larger audience. You guys have a fantastic day. Talk to you again soon here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL.